When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome to one of your pre-season videos with me, Andy, FPL Mode. And we are also joined by the man, my kind of summer fling, Praz, FPL. How's it going? Going very well, man. And uh, I hope you're feeling better. I know you were under the weather the last couple of days, but uh, I'm definitely doing well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I've got over that. I think it was, um, do you know what it was? I think I'd lost a little bit of energy from um, not doing drafts anymore. I kind of <laughs> got to a point and I was like, oh, there's not really a lot I could do with my team now. And then everything went and my, my, my health went just to, to the pit. So obviously uh, now, now I've... Rather... Yeah, sorry. That's all right. I started tinkering today and I feel much better. Exactly. I was going to say, now that Spurs had their preseason friendly and, you know, Sun and Keen are <laughs> yeah. back on the menu, then the drafts can restart. It's not the Spurs friendly, Praz. It's the United friendly. The Man we United Obviously, We're back. Obviously. We're back. <laughs> uh, good evening to people that are in the chat. We've got a few people coming in saying good evening. Uh, good evening. And a pair of legends. Thank you very much. Um, so, Praz, tonight then, we're going to be talking about the best budget defenders. Now, a lot of people are talking about going big at the back this year. But... If you're not, and you're going for three at the back, like traditionally, or if you're going four at the back, which I think is a good little kind of middle ground for what a lot of people are doing, you're going to need a budget defender somewhere, aren't you? Absolutely. And and even if people like me, for example, who are fairly set on a five at the back, you need to monitor these guys because they become gems any point. I mean, game week one, you get an eight million midfielder who scores a brace and you really want to get to him. You need to know who's the guy I need to downgrade my defender to to afford the, the midfielder. So... Even if you're going heavy at the back, you know, this is something that you need to pay attention to. These players, their minutes preseason. So hopefully we'll be able to help with that. Yeah. And there's always someone in there. There's always someone that comes through. We've had, um, who have we had? Wambasaka, we've had Lundstrom, we've had, who was it last year? Uh, Simicus, I suppose, at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. there's always William, someone. Not too much. Exactly. Yeah, not too much last year. But <laughs> anyway, should we get started? Because um, yes. we're, we're making these videos nice and short to start with, aren't we? So um, here we go. And by the way, if you like the new graphics, make sure you leave a comment because I'm really excited about them. Uh, so we have our table up here. And we've got we've got the table of four million defenders. So these are the cheapest defenders you could possibly get. We've, we've got the players uh, in one column. We've got the team in the middle. And then we've got the price on the right. We've got uh, Neko Williams to start with. Obviously, he's just made his move, permanent move to Notts Forest. He is four million. Um, for me, and I'm probably giving a little bit away here, he's my preferred four million option. I, I feel like he's going to be playing every game. They've paid a lot of money for him, to be perfectly honest, for Forrest. Um, yep. And he's going to be replacing what was Jed Spence last year. Um I quite like him as four mil. Yep. I, look, uh, nothing uh, to debate there. He will be the standout. And at the end of this, for each category, the four, 4.5 and five, we'll try to rank it. 
just so that you know people have an idea of our number one, two, three. So I think to give away, like you said, he will be the number one option in the four million bracket, but there are others that could emerge to become better because ultimately he does play for a team that is expected to be in the bottom four or five, not to sort of uh, put relegation on them already. But, you know, they will, they're not a top tier team. They're in the bottom of bottom half of the, the bottom 10. So do you really want to go for somebody like that? Like a Brandon Williams from last year from Norwich, good option nailed, but what is the opportunity cost for going for somebody like him? So when we come to 4.5s, we'll try to make a case that even though, Nico Williams is great. Is a great option. He will play on the right, you know, a right wing back kind of role. You know, is he the best option for you as the fifth defender or not? Yeah, uh, I do have to apologise. By the way, I've done it again. I said Notts Forest. I need to stop saying that. I do apologise. It's Nottingham Forest. I do apologise. I said again. Um, yeah. So then next on the list, we got we got Patterson, who's at Everton. Um, obviously, it looks like Coleman could be struggling to be fit for the start of the season so Patterson could be starting right back uh, for Everton four million not too bad and then we've got Phillips at Liverpool completely different situation he's not going to be playing for Liverpool but he could be moving to Bournemouth potentially so talk to us about Patterson and Phillips yeah so Patterson actually um, is an interesting one he was signed by Rafa Benitez so before mm-hmm. Lampard came in uh, but you know after playing a couple of games for the under 23s he sustained an injury and he was ruled out for the rest of the season. So even though he's a new signing, he's basically never played for the first team. However, as you mentioned, Coleman is aging. He's already, you know, he's he's struggling with an injury uh, early season as well. He could make that position his own. So this is a classic case of even if you're not on, you know, a four point million defender now, watch how this goes. And basically, Patterson could make the position his own. I tend to think that Everton will finish higher than Nottingham Forest. I don't know how attacking he will be. So it's certainly one. So don't just sort of close your eyes and say, Nico Williams, nobody else. I think Patterson is one that could be a shout second half of the season or even later down the line. Yeah. And Phillips, I mean, he, he didn't, he did, I don't think he played much for Bournemouth last year, even when he went on loan. I think it was Lloyd Kelly and that's the other central defender. I can't remember yeah. who played for Bournemouth. But um, Phillips, if he moved, I mean, if they have an injury, somebody you could look at, but they're going to be shipping goals at Bournemouth if he moves anyway, isn't he? Yeah, he's he, he's an option to watch, but yeah, nothing uh, today. I think Bournemouth are also linked with Axel Tuanzebi from Man United. Mm-hmm. Again, similar price. So they're looking at a lot of options. So we don't know if they will be nailed. So nothing you go for in game week one, but you monitor from a Bournemouth team anyway. Yeah. And then we got two Man United players. Two Man United players, Bai and Brandon Williams. Obviously, Brandon Williams went to Norwich last year on loan from United as well and did play. Um, and there were... Odd times, he did okay, I think, but they're both four million. These are both players where it's either if they go on loan or if there's injuries that we could start looking at them, isn't it? Yeah, correct. I mean, they won't be options at Man United. I think it's it's always external. In fact, today, Bailly is being linked to a move to Syria, so he may not even be an option. However, I don't know if you watched the fourth goal that he scored uh, against Liverpool. He was basically your Beckenbauer coming off you know, from the <laughs> back. He, he, was, he was up there and he was actually asking for the ball to score the fourth goal. So... We're, you know, guys, if you're watching, we're not getting overexcited. We know it was a C team. We're just generally happy that Man United was the first game for Ten Hag. And uh, yeah, Bailly looked good. So we'll see where he ends up. Uh, definitely not a starter because it looks like Man United will sign Martinez. So we've basically got four centre-backs that are ready to go. So it'll be, it'll be you know, by going somewhere. And if it's Bournemouth or Southampton, then fair enough. But uh, otherwise, no. And then the last three on this list, we've got Vestergaard at Leicester, Tanganga at Tottenham and uh, Tompkins at Crystal Palace. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Tanganga and Tompkins, obviously, nowhere near the starting lineup to start with anyway. Uh, and Vestergaard, I think, is is pretty much the same. And it's just based on injuries or if they go anywhere else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vestergaard out of these stands out. Last year, he didn't play much. But this is mm. a classic case of watch for Leicester, couple of injuries. This guy's 4.0 million. Out of all the teams, he will be, you know, if if I'm assuming the Man United goes, guys leave, he will, he's the highest sort of uh, from a club that will be the highest in the league. So a couple of injuries at Leicester, watch for Vestergaard. He then becomes an option that could be superior to a, you know, a relegation threatened team, for example. So again, one to watch. But uh, if, if last year he didn't get a shout, even though, you know, it was um, Amarty, Soyonchu, Evans and Fofana, even then he didn't play much, even though Fofana was injured, he's not going to play now. Yeah. Um, so tell us, give us your top three of the four million defenders then. I'm going to go uh, Nico Williams, Patterson and Brandon Williams because I think he it will probably get something in, in a another Premier League team. I'm annoyed because that's my top three as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we can I'm, agree. I, yeah, I know. So I'm going to go Williams, Patterson and I'm going to go Brandon Williams as well because I think Brandon Williams has done okay when he's gone on loan before. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. Right, 4.5s now. Uh, and it's a little bit different this list because we do have two options from most teams. Uh, potentially with Leicester, there's even four options. So uh, we're going to start with Tommy Asu and White at the top there for Arsenal, 4.5 million. Um, my personal preference, I always prefer the wing backs over the centre backs, but obviously White, it's just been kind of Mr. Dependable in terms of minutes in, from last season. So Tommy Asu and White, talk us through it. So, look, Tomiyasu is the Twitter darling or, or the, the, the template darling for 4.5s. Um, and it's simply because people are afraid that uh, now that you have, uh, obviously you have Gabriel playing and, uh, you know, Saliba has come back from loan and he, you know, he, he has good prospects. So people just think there's a very small chance of a white, um, you know, non-nailedness. But I don't think that will be the case. I think white will pretty much play. Um, they paid something like 50 million for him last season. He should be the guy who starts. But Tomiyasu has no threat. So Bellerin played um, some minutes in their preseason game, but he, he he wants to leave the club. I mean, I spoke to a couple of Arsenal fans. There's a very little chance that Bellerin stays. So which means it's Tomiyasu's place to keep. But just in terms of, you know, his attacking output, he's not an attacking defender, especially if Tierney is playing. He's the guy who bombs forward. Tomiyasu is the one who tucks in. If Tierney is not playing, sometimes he's seen to go forward. But again, Tavares is even more gung-ho. So it's almost like, you know, uh, this guy, Tomiyasu, is is dependable. He'll be nailed, but don't expect too much, even though he's a right back. Yeah, no, I like it. And Duncan Lamptey next. Um, I was quite shocked that Dunk came in at 4.5. You know, he, he's had good pedigree before getting two, three goals a season and getting some assists as well. I think for 4.5 million for, you know, a Brighton centre-back that's playing every minute, I, th I think that's really good value. I agree. And uh, yeah, he's been on some set pieces. He was quite attacking. He was getting into the box. You know, he's the guy whose head they look for uh, when it's corners or, or any other set pieces. So I think Dunk will make a lot of teams eventually once a 4.5 slot emerges. I think at the moment it's a fixtures play, right? You want to get somebody from an Arsenal team who are top of the ticker or second or third, depending on where you cut it. So defensively, I think Arsenal are a second tier. So if you take out Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool, I think Arsenal are up there despite their form at the end of last season. So you're getting good fixtures, good defence. So therefore, Arsenal slightly trumps it for me. I know we're not mm -hmm. ranking them yet, but I think Brighton in general are have always been a good possession team. They, you know, they, they play good football. 
I just wonder what happens if Cucurella leaves, you know, they've already lost White from last season. I just wonder how that will kind of cope because as mentioned in his uh, in his uh, video with Luke, uh, who was considering Cucurella when if he moves to City, Cucurella is going to be a big loss. So yeah. how the team copes will be a question mark. But look, Dunk on a standalone basis is a good pick. Yeah. Uh, Soufal and Zuma next uh, for West Ham. Not... 100% sure that Sufau is going to be the starting right back. I think Ben Johnson is going to be giving him a run for his money this year. And obviously yeah. Zuma has <laughs> had his off-field problems, uh, to say the least. Uh, but both 4.5 million. If West Ham have some nice fixtures, they're not bad shouts if they're playing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't think you go to Zuma, given the other options we've talked about. But yeah. Sufal has appeal. I mean, he got, even in this season that... He, they were heavily rotated um, and, you know, he didn't start all the games. He got seven assists, kept nine clean sheets. That's not bad for 4.5. I mean, he he could become an option, yeah. but we'll talk about his counterpart Cresswell in the next one, which is even better option, I think, for five. So uh, if you go West Ham, I would I would prefer Cresswell to Sufal. I know we're not ranking between 4.5s and fives, but uh, it's decent. I think if it emerges that he's starting, I can see us going there. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, we could mention pretty much the whole Leicester back line now. We've got Justin Pereira, there's Fafana as well. Um, they, look, I, I put Justin Pereira in here because obviously they're the wing backs and Pereira back in his day was 5.5 million, wasn't he? You know, he's, he's been up there before. Justin had an absolutely unbelievable start to two years ago that season, didn't he? Where he was getting all the bonus points, he was getting clean sheets. And if you didn't own him, you were absolutely hating him. So for 4.5 million, for a Leicester team that now has no Europe as well, I, yeah. I think they're the team that are being slept on out of everybody. Absolutely. If if you had only two. So the issue is basically that we don't know out of Justin, Castagna and Pereira, who mm. are the two that start out of the three. If one of them is injured, one of them leaves or, you know, Pereira has had injury issues, then basically for me, they go right to the top because then you're getting a premium defender price. Like you said, I mean, they would be 5.5 equivalent. Mm. I mean, they will play every game if again i'm assuming that one of them gets nailed and justin could be the one for example they are they are very very good attacking defenders from a team that should improve given the fact that they're not in europe as you mentioned yeah no i, I genuinely I, they're one of the teams i'm looking at and thinking oh it'd be nice to have a few leicester players in and i think especially someone like Pereira, if he can play the first five, six weeks, I think he could be absolute gold. But yeah, it's, it's always a risk because you've got Justin Pereira and Castagna in there. And Fafana, who is going to be play, playing every game, he's that centre-back that's not going to be getting forward no for you, is he? Right. So it's going to be one of those three. Yeah. Um, I mean, Leicester, I mean, I, just to end that on Leicester, I think they will be a team that people target on their wild card. So uh, between game week nine to game week 12, 13, they have some very, very tasty fixtures. So yeah. you'll see a shift between templates and, you know, Leicester will definitely emerge as a team to target once European football kicks in, the fixture crunch kinds of comes in. But first four game weeks, big six teams have no midweek games. So there's no reason to think that there's rotation. So look, Leicester will always, I fear, uh, will be the team that everyone wants, but will never get. Yeah. Uh, we got Mitchell next at Crystal Palace, 4.5 million. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of feel a bit meh about him uh, it, 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 I kept looking at him at times last year and I don't think I ever owned him and I think it's I, there's not an awful lot of upside there is there I don't think not upside but I think we need to respect Crystal Palace defence I think yeah. a lot of people because they don't have that attacking you remember Patrick Van Anholt kind of player uh, they don't really use the wing backs as much as other systems or the full backs 
So you don't get attacking potential, but they were the sixth best defense from XG conceded last season. That's something to kind of sit back and take notice. So if you have a 4.5 nail defender from the sixth best defense, if they have a run of good, good fixtures, 12 clean sheets last season, it's a team to monitor for sure. I'm not saying you go there game week one, <laughs> but, um, you know, Tarek Mitchell keep it or, watch list. or Anderson, you know, these are guys who can definitely come into our teams at some point. Yeah. Uh, Dallo and do you know what? He's on you side and I still don't know how to say his name. Is it Malakia or Malassia? Malassia. Malassia. Um, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll be told soon enough. Um, obviously, Malassia's got, got some, you know, pretty supreme um, uh, competition there from Luke Shaw. Dallo, though, I've got a feeling he's probably going to be our starting right back. Wambasaka looks like he's kind of either edging out or he's going to be a kind of squad player moving forward because of his inability to get forward, really. Uh, but Dallo looked good against Liverpool, uh, looked quite sharp. So 4.5 million, I think Dallo would be the way you would go. You would, but as you said, wait and watch because I think yeah. we're only judging by one preseason friendly, but it was basically Shaw going up and Dallow tucking in. And Dallow was going up, but I, you know, you never know how Van Bissaka has been trained. I'm, I'm seeing pictures of David De Gea leaving his line. Um, so you, <laughs> you don't know. Maybe they can teach uh, Van Bissaka to pass or cross. So uh, I would just, I think as a footballer, Dallow is not so great i mean he's he, he's fine he can make good passes he can yeah. sort of attack but he's not a defender i mean i don't see him as a player that you'd back to you know against a top five top six team so does he have a long-term future i don't know do they change systems and malasia starts playing on the other side or i just wouldn't back him to start and then man united's defensive fixtures aren't great for the first six weeks anyways so you wait and watch on him but he could like like this happened last season double game weeks, easy fixtures. He could be a guy to target if he starts. Yeah. Uh, we do have Sanchez right at the bottom for Spurs. I think that was obviously put in there for injuries. But if I skip him and we go on to the team, that are, uh, the players that are near the bottom, which is uh, Johnny and Eight Nori for Wolves. Um, Wolves have some nice fixtures to start. Obviously, they don't have a lot of wing-backs left. Uh, so Johnny and Eight Nori are probably going to be that we thought they were obviously going to be um vying for a competition but actually they might be playing together you never know um so but both of them 4.5 million i had eight nori at times last year and he was quite good value to be honest uh wolves are fairly good defensively but it's not been a good summer for them at the moment uh but for 4.5 million could be worth putting on your watch list yeah their defensive numbers basically fell off a cliff uh, after yeah. the first half of last season so I would be cautious about kind of investing in defense. I mean, Sai is a different animal. I mean, he had so many save points. He's still a great goalkeeper. <clears throat> but because Semedo is injured, as you said, both should play. So if you wanted to go there, they're both attacking. They could get some returns. And let's remember, Wolves are number one in the fixture ticker in the first six game week. So it's not a bad shout. But I think, again, you're leaning towards an Arsenal or a Brighton, just more safe in terms of their defensive pedigree. I think so. So um, talk to us about your top three from here then. Um, my top three, by the way, just to finish off on Malasia, we didn't do that. I think he'd oh, yeah. be a deputy deputy to Shaw, right? I think you agree yeah, with that. I think so, yeah. Okay. So I will go Tomiyasu, Dunk and Justin. Oh, right, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go a bit differently, <laughs> right? I'm going to. I'm still going to go Tomiyasu and I'm going to go Dunk as well. Um, but I think I'm going to go for eight Nori is my third one because I like the fact he does take some set pieces too. Uh, not all the time, but he does take some. And he he actually did quite well for me last year when I owned him. So I'm going to go for him. I'm going to throw one more name in the 4.5 hat, actually. Yeah. Um, Ryan Sessignon. 
so you know that today's friendly Perisic didn't start or actually didn't yeah. play at all and apparently he's struggling with a niggle that he got from the end of last season mm-hmm. now whenever you hear that for a 35 odd year or whatever his age is that's not a great sign right so if that niggle continues and he doesn't get preseason minutes you could kind of see yourself attracted towards a Sessegnon for 4.5 I mean he would completely break the template if Perisic was out for you know like Tim- yeah. Simikas did last season um, if Perisic is out for a run of few games, then yeah, I think Sessegnon is one to watch. Yeah, and I was talking to uh, Baker, obviously who's a friend of ours as well, who said um, that Sessegnon's the future. Like, you know, it's not like they're not going to give him minutes this, this season. And as soon as Perisic is out, it's going to be Sessegnon that's playing. So, uh, you know, 33-year-old, new to the league, already carrying a little bit of a niggle. Like you said, yeah. never know, could be a good shout. Lovely stuff. Right. We're storming through this, mate. Absolutely storming through. So let's go on to the uh, 5 million midfielders now. Um, So 5 million, there's a few more options from a few more teams. And I think this is where it starts getting quite tasty in terms of upside. I mean, my favourite one is literally at the top here, which is Trippier. Um, Newcastle were brilliant at home last season. Had a really good defensive record. Trippier is on all kinds of set pieces and obviously scored a free kick or two last season as well. For 5 million... For me, I think he's arguably the best 5 million defender in the game. He is, and he's one that will be in our teams a lot. I mean, whether you have him in game week one or not is the question mark because they play Liverpool and Man City in the first five game weeks. And at 5 million, it's a, it's a price where you don't really rotate, right? He's a starter. Mm. Yeah. So do you want to sort of put 5 million in and then just play him through Liverpool and Man City? Or you have a plan to get them in after this five game week window or you wildcard in game week six or whatever. So I definitely think Tripper is great. Um, I think Newcastle's defensive numbers in the second half were completely underrated. I mean, they were in line with an Arsenal or basically tier two. So in yeah. with this, you know, Spurs, Arsenal, Newcastle, they were showing very, very good numbers, not the Man City Liverpool level, but still, I mean, that's, you know, for getting that for 5 million for a guy who's very good at free kicks, very good at corners, I think that's that's great appeal. He could have easily been 5.5 at Perisic price and we wouldn't have complained. Genuinely, I think he could have been. I, I, I think because of the set pieces, he could have been 5.5. And with, with the way Newcastle were playing at home and the way their supporters are at home as well, it creates that kind of fortress. I said this a lot last year <clears throat> after January and I think that's exactly what you're looking at from Trippier. So as soon as they've got a nice run of fixtures, he, he's in for me. I think he's tough to go with him at the very beginning. Because the, is it the home games or the away? No, it's the away games that are pretty awful, aren't they? But mm-hmm. um, apart from that, I think he's a, he's a great pick. Um, yeah. we got Cash and Dean next. Uh, I'm not sure whether a lot of people are going to be going with Dean after last season. He was kind of all over the place, wasn't he? But Matty Cash had an absolutely incredible time at times last season, didn't he? Both 5 million this year. Uh, fair pricing? Fair, fair, actually good pricing. Because mm. uh, Villa do use their fullbacks a lot. They go forward. I'm actually very open to Dean. I mean, Dean, I got Dean on my Game Week 37 free hit. He did really well. I think one of the learnings of FPL is we need to forget about old past history. Oh, with players, I know. Right? Uh, uh, you know, they have, by the way, they have signed this guy, um, this new left back, Ludwig uh, Augustinson. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll be a deputy to to Dean, but uh, just one one more thing to worry about. And if you don't want to worry about it, then you just go for cash, who I agree Basically, the analysis was Dean is the guy who will put the crosses in, so his XA will be through the roof, and Cash is the guy who comes at the end of those those crosses, whether that's Watkins or you know Cash at the end of it. So Cash will get the goals, Dean will get the assists, Dean will get more assists, Cash will get some goals. You won't go wrong with either, but you need to wait for good fixtures because 
unfortunately the backdrop the macro backdrop of this this discussion is if you go for any one of them who are you not going out of the big premium defenders yeah. right so that's the yeah. macro backdrop and 5.0 million is even trickier for the reasons that i mentioned that you cannot rotate them so if you had a 4.5 mid a 4.5 defender like a tomiyasu you could even potentially rotate with neto or a 5.5 midfielder or even a 5 million midfielder it would give you a neat option of rotation in tough games and a first bench i think yeah. at 5 million it's a little bit too expensive and you have to start the guy and at that point you're questioning yourself on you know do i really want to go for a villa player a villa defender who will keep 11 12 clean sheets or a spurs guy who's looking for you know 18 potentially if he starts of course we're not getting into experience yeah um yeah no i like it and obviously the other problem with dean is that he's he's reese james light isn't he he either gets 0.1 point or 17 points like <laughs> it doesn't ever seem to be anything in the middle um ake's next now obviously he's at man city but he's been tipped an awful lot we're going to chelsea Chelsea have I think tonight actually been linked with Kimbembe as well who would be that left-sided center back and that's what Ake would be it's it's basically trying to find that Rudiger replacement they're getting Kolarbi but Kolarbi but he would be on that right center back wouldn't he so if Ake does go there for 5 million it's not a bad option is it not at all I think uh, he ha- I remember at Bournemouth he used to be the guy at the end of a lot of corners I mean he's good yeah. so if he starts this is obviously contingent on them not buying um Kimpembe. So yeah. I think Kulabali is great and that sort of shows that they are looking to stay in a five at the back because if they're going for two main central defenders they're basically replacing your Rudiger and your Christensen or Aspilicueta or whoever else. So number one that for me means that James and Chilwell are back on the menu not yeah. just one but both and number two it means that look they're they're looking to get their defensive solidity back so it's a team that you can go for and if RK is a starter and by the way Chaloba is also 5 million uh, not a bad option either i think both of them are center backs with minimal goal threat RK a little bit more but uh, they should they should get a lot of minutes so here you go then you you mentioned about defensive solidarity as well if Ake signed obviously he's the exact same price as Mendy would you be going for Ake or Mendy at 5 million Mendy Yeah, because my too. slot in defense is more valuable than my slot yeah. in in yeah. goalkeeper. That that's the way I would go as well. Um Dokti and Dyer next for Spurs. Um Dokti is going under the radar. Lots of people are Perisic in. Perisic is still just under 50% owned, I think. Yeah. Um Dokti though, he's going to be most likely playing right back as long as he's fit. Um it was brilliant last year when he was playing, wasn't he? Absolutely brilliant. The scoring goals, getting assists like he used to do when he was, at, you know, in his Wolves pomp. Um 5 million He's 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 not in enough teams, is he? No, I think I think he he's going to be one of those if let's assume they don't sign Jed Spence um mm-hmm. and uh you know Perisic is still having minor niggles leading into the season, Doherty is is going to be amazing. And I would I wouldn't even back against a double up even if they're playing Chelsea game week 2. Uh yeah. I mean Doherty in itself is a great option and for 5 million, I mean if he's nailed, he's Perisic's price because he's very attacking now. One caveat in this uh, friendly today, uh, Lucas Moura was tried out at right wing back. <laughs> uh, so you could see a Moses 2.0 kind of situation happening. Yeah. But Doherty did so well, I wouldn't think that he sort of loses his place. So yeah. yeah, he's he's a little gem and he would go right to the top if they don't sign anybody, even above Trippier for me, because this is I expect a big season for Spurs. And defensively, you know, this is the trend that Conte teams follow, which is basically in their second season, they look a lot better defensively and the counter-attack is basically to the point. And uh, yeah, Doherty should be great. So go on then. Um, if Perisic 
wasn't fit to start the season. Doherty was, and it looked like he was going to play the first five games. Who would you be going for? Sessegnon at 4.5 or Doherty at five? Doherty. Because, mm. because I wouldn't, Doherty wouldn't be a transfer out. Yeah, you know, basically yeah. Sessegnon would be somebody you'd have to ship out because the difference is only 0.5. Mm. I mean, if yeah. we were talking Robertson and Trent kind of prices and then you get a Simicas, totally different because that then helps yeah. you afford something else. I think between the 0.5, 0.5 you just go for the Doherty. First thing, no, like down. Uh, so we've got Cody next, uh, Wolves, 5 million, central defender. Obviously, we've already talked about eight Nori and we've talked about Johnny as well. And I think just really quickly, you're probably going to be agreeing with me that you probably want to go with one of the wingbacks over Cody. They've killed his price. I mean, how can White yeah. be 4.5 and Cody 5? It's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we've got Tierney and uh, Gabriel next. Um, I like these two. Uh, yeah. I like Tierney when he's fit. Uh, and I like the fact that um, Gabriel can obviously, uh, he loves the bonus points. He does really, really well with the bonus points metrics. Both 5 million. Tough to go with them over White and Tomiyasu though? Uh, it's the price, right? Yeah, I agree. I think both of them have good attacking threats. I mean, Tierney is somebody you can back. I mean, I, I would be tempted if Tierney is completely injury-free to get that 0.5 if I had that money around and, you know, if I didn't have anything to do. So let's say if the decision is between Raya and Mendy or upgrading a Tomiyasu to a Tierney, I would be very tempted to go Tomiyasu to uh, to Tierney because mm-hmm. of that attacking threat. I think Tierney does provide that. And Gabriel as well. I mean, the guy is, he he's, he, his shots in the box of corners was amazingly high. I think he had the most goals of corners last season as well of all defenders. Mm-hmm. This guy is, you know, he is good and he does provide that attacking threat almost like a van dyke so you're not just getting a center back you're getting somebody who does you know who can who can get you a goal essentially i hate to say it i, I think i'd go gabriel over tierney i, ju- I just can't yeah. trust tierney to stay fit for longer than two weeks yeah. and it, it, if you're looking at all these plans you might have for the first two three weeks if your five million defender gets injured all of a sudden it starts ruining some of your plans doesn't it and you don't want to be having to transfer out someone like him like don't get me wrong He's brilliant when he's fit, but you just yeah. can't trust him to stay fit for long enough. And he's been like it at Arsenal since he's been there, hasn't he? So, Agreed. Agreed. yeah. Um, Walker's next. Walker at 5 million. This was a bit of a shock when it first came out, wasn't it? But I think if things were to go his way, then 5 million could be a steal. But you're not going to be going with him unless you have some info that, that there's going to be some injuries, basically, are you? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you will have this season a 5 million defender from City who's semi-nailed. I mean... You know, not as nailed as Cancelo or, or Laporte or Diaz, but, uh, you know, it's either Cucurella if he moves or Walker if, he's, if he doesn't move. Uh, and uh, the interesting part is you won't get much attacking threat, but 5 million is a good price. I mean, mm. Edison is 5.5. Fine, you can go there as your goalkeeper, but 5 million is a good price. So if, if Walker is injury-free, you could look at him, but don't expect any attacking returns. The guy basically is essentially a centre-back. Yeah. Uh, Shaw next uh, we've obviously already spoken about Dallow and Malassia uh, but Shaw is 5 million I mean this time last year he was owned by about 60% of managers yeah I remember, I remember. <laughs> uh, after his heroics at the Euros um, it, uh, basically owning any United players this year is going to be about how much you think there's going to be an uptick and how much you think Eric Ten Hag is going to have a massive impact on this team Shaw at the moment will be the starting left back you know I think we can both agree with that Um yeah. It's whether he's going to be used in the same way as he was used under Ollie, really, isn't it? So do you see that happening? Do you see him being a bit of an under-the-radar pick? But for $5 million, it seems a bit of a risky price to go with. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of potential, yes. 
and again, we're just basing that on the last game. He was going up a lot uh, and, you know, he was working really well with Rashford on the left and he has experience. You know, one of the things that's going under the radar, Martial, Shaw, Rashford, Bruno, they've played a lot together on the left. So they're experienced. And even if it's Sancho on the other side, I mean, it works. So you mm. can expect Shaw to do better. Um, whether you go there or not early season, no, definitely not. I mean, you have to watch Man United in general, unless it's a midfielder who you're punting on over Martinelli or Neto, because then the opportunity cost is not that high. But in defense, you're basically every spot is super valuable. So yeah. you're, I don't think that's the punt you make in game one. I saw that prize. You were you were dipping in a little kind of oh go for Rashford jibe there. I got it. I saw it. <laughs> we'll uh, come to our gems next week. Our next week video is on hidden we gems. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we got Cucurella next at Brighton. He's five million as well. Obviously, the big thing with him is whether he moves to Man City. Uh, but even if he doesn't, he did. He showed signs last year that he could be worth five million this year. Yeah, he could. But uh, if again, Brighton defender. If if Dunk. I, yeah. I get that Cucurella is very attacking, but Dunk is as well in terms of... It's a different way of attacking. Obviously, Dunk is in the box or on free kicks and Cucurella is the one assisting. Um, but yeah, I think he's good potential, but his main value lies in him moving to City. Five million, he would be the only left-footed, uh, left uh, fullback that they would have. And yeah. he should get a lot of minutes. He's he, he's The way he plays, we talked about it in the last video, is a lot of what Pep likes in a, in a fullback. And you can see him working well in that system, whether he starts getting the minutes or not, but for 5 million, an attacking player at Man City, I think that would be great. So that's one that would really kind of break the template if he did move. Yeah, and Cresswell's last up, 5 million at West Ham, obviously, you know, he's had history with his free kicks before as well and, and some of his corners too. He, he's got a wand of a left foot, but for 5 million at West Ham, we're not nice fixtures to start with. It's tough to go there, isn't it? Tough to go there, but I love him. I love him as a yeah. player. And I, I I feel like for the first time, FPL have priced him well. He's mm. always been 5.5 and sort of you go like, you know, I'm not going to go to him over a um, a Spurs or a, or a Man City. You know, they, we've had players at 5.5. Even James and Chilwell were 5.5 and Cresswell was 5.5 yeah. last season. So this season, I think he's been priced well. If you have a run of fixtures for West Ham, I think he kills, for example, Sufal as an option or Zuma or others as an option because... Free kicks, the guy, you know, does have a lot of assist potential. I like him. I like him. Uh, not for now, not for game week one, but in the future, I think he's a good option. Lovely stuff. So give us your top three, five million defenders. Um, I'm going to go Trippier, Cucurella and Dean. Ooh, we've gone different this time. Yeah, go on. So I'm going to go Trippier. I'm going to go Doherty. If, if he's got that spot, I think I'm going to go Doherty. And then I'm going to go... Gabrielle, I think. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with those those either because, yeah. and this shows right that five million is an amazing price bracket this year. It's it's yeah. a good one, and we'll definitely. It really is. And by the way, a macro point. This is why I don't like drafts with four million uh, defenders. Mm. Uh, you know, Nico Williams. We started the pod with this. Is amazing. He's going to be attacking. He'll get the odd return. How many clean sheets is he going to get? Not a lot. Yeah. And so you're giving up. Yes, he can enable somebody else um, so he can be a bench player. I get it. But you're also giving up having a 4.5, all the good guys we talked about, or even potentially a 5 million. For 1 million more, you can do a lot more with the team. I mean, to get a trip here in a good fixture is, you know, you're getting an attacker. So yeah. I'm hesitant to go 4.0 just for that reason, basically. 
And also, I tell you now, these five million defenders are going to be differentials too. They're, they're not going to be owned by a lot of people because a lot of people are going to be going for those premiums and then going really low on their fourth or fifth defender because yeah. they want those premiums in there. So someone like Trippier, if he, I know he's got awful away games, but if he gets an assist, clean sheet goal, you know, in his first three or four home games and nobody else owns him, you're going to be loving life, absolutely loving life. Same with Matty Cash, same with Ake if he moves, you know, Doherty, a lot of people are going to have Perisic, they probably won't even change it by the time the first uh, game week one gets there. Sessegnon will start, Doherty will start, Doherty gets his goal, it, and it does, this is how it happens. These price brackets just get forgotten, don't they? So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's worth looking at. It is not nailed that you have to have these premium defenders and have to have one or two four million defenders you can have these five million defenders um and they could do just as well as others so absolutely one more macro point actually um andy is uh the freemium right so so the three premium draft which obviously people are now again enticed after looking at sun and Kane today this is this this price bracket basically competes with your premium defenders so you can you say that a trippier can compete with a chilwell maybe can you say mm-hmm. a Dean can compete with a, uh, a Perisic, maybe, or a Doherty can compete with them? So idea is that if you can really upgrade your Jesus to a Kane, can you get your wingbacks to compete, these 5 million guys to compete with the big premiums? So that's basically the play here, that if you have conviction over the 5.0 defenders, you can really go for that third premium that others cannot afford. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, Praz, thank you so much. I bet you didn't think you'd be uh, enjoying talking about budget defenders tonight, did you? Oh, you're muted, I think. Sorry, uh, as yeah. I, I, I did not think that I would be here discussing this because <laughs> they will not be part of my Game Week 1 team. But like every good manager should do, you should be aware of all these options because we're all going to get it wrong in Game Week 1. We'll all be scrambling for transfers in Game Week 2 or Game Week 3. So you need to know who you can downgrade your premium defender to to afford that that bandwagon in midfield. So, you know, it's good to kind of talk about all these guys. Exactly. And I hope you enjoyed your evening. I did indeed. I hope you did as well. I did. And like you said, next week, hidden gems. That's what we're going to be looking at, isn't it? Uh, Thank you so much, guys, for joining us in the chat. And we hope to see you again next week. We are getting very, very close to the start of the season now. It's not too far away. And I think... Scoutcast and burning questions will be making their way in in the next couple of weeks as well, but we'll see how we get on. Uh, So we'll see you all next week. Happy tinkering. Bye-bye. Bye there.